Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Hashtag All Podcasts Matter. We're doing a movie review this week, Class Act. Class Act, walk that <laughs> This intro is 90s as fuck, where it's just neon colors and like triangles I and shit. Like, like, I saw like Warner Brothers Productions, and I like when I saw the thing, I was like, is this a Wayne's Brothers production? Because <laughs> it looked like a living color in that bitch. It sure did. Uh, movie starts off with kid aka Duncan Penderhughes this I feel like this movie perfectly describes us as a good light skin dark skin duo I ain't never been to prison motherfucker you weren't a genius well it's uh okay it doesn't describe us at all really <laughs> there we go we're both kind of Duncan Penderhughes and- yeah, alright <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little Blade Brown in this alright like Blade Brown um but this is the third movie in the in the C, in the KPU, yeah. the uh, Kid in Place Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and third and last movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, this is the second movie in the KPU. Uh, I wonder what would have happened if like if these movies are more popular. Like they would just kept uh, kept trying to recreate the formula that was House Party over and over. <laughs> they did. Like they would just like we would, no, we would get like a Kid and Play Western. We would gotten like Kid and Play in the Future. It would have got a little zany. It would have. I, I kind of wanted to see what would happen. They should have did another year of college. That would have been cool. No, because you know what? Because House Party 2 wasn't that good. No, it wasn't. They should have just had more movies with them. They weren't bad actors. And no. That's the thing. It's like They kept trying to do like the literally exact same thing. Yeah. But like, uh, Class Act was great movie. And House Party was a great movie, but they were two different movies. Yeah, yeah, they were. The similarities were they did a rap concert. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm good with it. So, if you're here, I'm sure you know what this movie's about. Genius high school student, Duncan Pender Hughes, mm-hmm. kid, kid. And uh, through a zany series of mishaps, he gets his uh, school file mixed up with Blade Brown. Mm-hmm. Play. And back in the 90s, this probably could have happened with no... <laughs> With, because everything was on a file and this was the computers. Yep. That's why this movie would never happen today. No. Because n- that shit would happen. He got too many records. Um, but Blade Brown, the prison of pipeline. No. Like, he actually gets off. He gets off for being uh, you know, racist. Racist? No. He was probably just a delinquent and people were tired of his ass. It was Everything wasn't racist when white people don't want to feel like dealing with you anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you're a dick. <laughs> Uh, he gets out of jail on what condition he has to do, go back to school and do good in school. And he had to keep a 3.0. And so when he found out his, his file has been switched with a genius, he threatens a genius with bodily harm. That's very thug of him to get him good grades so he can stay out of jail. My question is, was Blade Brown, um, what grade was he in? Um, How many credits did he have? Was he earning credits while he was in juvie? Was he earning credits while he was at school? It sounded like he didn't never went to school. So what grade was he in? It's kind, I- it's kind of undefined. Like, is he like in the twelfth grade somehow now? Let's mm-hmm. skip him ahead. How long has he been in jail? Yeah, like, yeah. And oh, they said he was about to. They said he was about to be eighteen or over eighteen. Yeah, he said he's about to be eighteen. What grade is he fucking in? But he graduated. Yeah. Now, how long was he in jail? That's my whole question. Well, they never said he graduated. <laughs> How long has he been in jail? Because if you're in juvie, you you go to school, and he probably was going to school, and he was already. You can earn credits in juvie, but 
How many credits does this motherfucker have? <laughs> Seriously. Because they put him in, I'm guessing they put him in as a senior. So that's that's how I watch movies now. I find shit that's nothing. Like, there's so many holes in the movie, but I find shit like that's holes in real life. Like, hey, how many credits does this motherfucker have? <laughs> <laughs> you're, about, you're about to, I'm about to get on IMDb and the messenger boards. <laughs> now, another like weird thing I noticed is like the kid in play always has like a safe sex and like anti-drug messages throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome, especially back in the time. Well, you know what? Rappers were conscious of shit like that because there was gangster rap and then there was happy rap. They both coexisted. Uh, what, uh, rap steroids kind of ruined the positive. Positive rap story steroids ruined fun rap. Now nah, that's and that's actually something I appreciate about these movies because mm-hmm. it wasn't like uh, back then there was still kind of like abstinence teaching heavy. Mm-hmm. But no, it's actually just go ahead and hey, you're still gonna be fucking just use just use yeah. condoms. And I again, there was a there was a. I love these movies for showing. Yes, they lived in the hood, and there's tough guys and drugs going on. But this is at a time where everybody believed, if you were black, you believed L.A. was Compton. <laughs> if you black, you believe Oakland was the worst place in the world. Um. And anybody rapping, Houston was terrible. So you, you, you only knew about the worst parts of city because rap steroids, that's what they gave us. You're going to learn about rap steroids soon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they showed that, nah, it wasn't that bad in neighborhood. Yeah, motherfucker got killed. But we still went to parties. We still, like, have fun. Like, I, everybody didn't grow up in fucking South Central LA. Most of us didn't. No, that was a good like some of the good like social commentary. It wasn't like heavy handed, mm-hmm. but it hey it happened. Yeah, it happened. Drugs in school were a thing, especially in the nineties. All right, so uh, none of that. So moving along, so some zane things happens. They're switching identities. Um, they're switching clothing. J.C. Penney's top of the line buddy <laughs> pal. I had the student I work with right now who is what twelve. And he said something about clothes. And I was like, look at your shirt. He's like, what? This is J.C. Penney's top of the line, pal. And I was like, wow. That survived, but you guys is fucking appreciate for Tupac didn't. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make bacon. All right. Um, I like how 90s as fuck this movie is. It was 90. It was bright as fuck. Dougie Doug is in this movie. Cool um, Runnings, Dougie Doug. Yeah. Um, how about how he went to a party or at night? flame the fuck up man <laughs> so whoop to hell bro um another thing i loved about kid and play movies were dark and li- dark skin light skin pro uh stars but they also the female there was the two female stars were dark skin light skin reversed yeah there was reversed this time but it's always they always had a pot they always had a beautiful black female role like dark skinned female role in the thing and she's always the ghetto one though this time played by Demita ha ha she's always the ghetto one and the not smart one and from the hood she doesn't have the good family because she's dark skinned fuck I found the fuck I found the flaw when you're too woke man sometimes like shit it hurts but conversely this is also uh, Ricky's girlfriend 
from Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good to see that she's doing well because yeah. she went, she went, she went back to school, everything yeah, like that. Because, yeah. you know, things could have went bad. I mean, her, her son's father was murdered when he was about to go to USC and shit like that. But hey, she re- she recovered from that tough time, and I'm, we're we're just glad to see her doing well. She met a new love interest. Mm-hmm. She still writes Doughboy. Yeah, she still writes Doughboy. Um, oh wait, he never got caught. Never mind. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I, I turn it off before that part happens. <laughs> I edit that part out of the movie where Ice Cube does well and isn't murdered two weeks later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right, that's right. He is murdered two weeks later. But um, you know who else is in this movie? Who? Tommy. Yep, Tommy playing a drug dealer, so he does have a job. And oddly, I think I'm pretty sure that this movie, that Kid and Play movies, are in the same universe as uh, Kid and Play. Mm-hmm. Here's my fan theory: right. um, much, much of the Martin cast introduced in the KCU, and this is why we don't know what job Tommy does mm-hmm. because he's a drug dealer. Yep, brother man from the fifth floor was in this movie. Yeah, when he was like um, a good-hearted goon. Yeah. A fun, a fun goon, a foon. <laughs> Again, so okay, another thing. Uh, Blade Brown is seventeen. He walks into the club and drinks like he owns the place. I can believe that. What the fuck is his rap that he gets that though? Like, he's got two obviously well uh, old goons. They weren't like thirty. They look. These motherfuckers look thirty. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was he doing that he gets like Fruity and Gogo as? Like hired men and shit like that. What what criminal organization? I guess he was a drug dealer because my, my, when <laughs> he had to be like nephew to like <laughs> to somebody big. That's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But he had to put in work because and he's the a, whole city scared of a fucking seventeen year old kid. And he was a shooter. He was a he was a shooter for like Bumpy Johnson. So are and you? Who, are, who was, was he? O dog. Who, who was his uncle? He was O dog. Yeah. He's been he's been a shooter since he was eight, and and he's got to be related to an OG. He's Michael. Oh yeah, he grew. Yes, exactly. He's been Omar since he was seven. Mm-hmm. No, been- no, Michael. Just he's just Michael. Remember, he's seventeen. Oh yeah, that's true. He's just Michael. Woo! Blake Brown's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that makes a lot of sense because you to be grown men. Them niggas was thirty, and wasn't that nigga with the Jericho? He was in something else, right? I forgot. Yeah, he was. He probably was on Martin too. Uh, but that's crazy that he like he's his name struck fear in the people, but he's a seventeen year old kid. It's like stroke fear in a grown man. Like, what did you do to get this stupid rap, bro? Like, how are you not in jail for life? Because obviously, okay, this is why the, so, okay, here we go again. So moms and the the uh, parole officer made it think like he was just some petty crime knucklehead shit like that. But his rep on the street of scaring grown men, obviously this motherfucker is a shooter. He is a murderer. He is kin to somebody, but his house ain't ghetto fabulous, so real money ain't coming in. This motherfucker is, a, he's, wow. I think what what happened was, is yet another wire comparison here, mm-hmm. is uh, everybody went to jail. The king, the, the kingpin fell. Mm-hmm. It fell. Uh, the money ran out, and they kind of had to downgrade the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fan fiction writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we, need, we need backstory to Blade to Blade. We need, now we that. Need... <laughs> now. Now we talk about how I'm not excited about Rogue One. If you'd gave me the Blade Brown backstory to why 35 year old men are fucking scared of a 17 year old boy and his name ring bells throughout the city that he can walk into a nightclub that can lose his liquor license for serving this underage male because everybody knows he's an underage male. Wow. They're more they're more afraid of death than uh, losing their liquor license, which is their livelihood. And then, so, again, 
and all them women statutory rapes because they're having sex with or they're kissing on a 70 year old boy. <laughs> and you know he's hitting some of them, so yeah, we we get into serious conversations regarding class <laughs> regarding class X. <laughs> now that we think about it, there's way too many plot holes for this to be a great movie. <laughs> it hey, uh, was fun. Hey, I was also doing some weird research on the show, and one of the uh, the dudes who wrote the screenplay, he also wrote for Spider Man the animated series. Nice, makes uh, they, you know. See, what? it's all coming together now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blade Baron was a superhero. All right, makes sense. All the sense. All right, let's go. Now, I thought that was a great series until I realized that Spider Man couldn't punch, couldn't punch people because it was violent. Because the moms around America, after Ninja Turtles, moms were all up in arms. And uh, one of the rules of like cartoons was that they couldn't break glass, and they couldn't pu- he couldn't punch people either. Mm. So uh, Spider Man was out here tackling Venom like a cornerback, spearing that fool. Yeah. Um. Now anyway, back to kid, back to class acts. The movie is pretty hilarious, and then it gets kind of weird when we find out that Demita works at a wax museum. First of all. Now I'm guessing I, I keep guessing L.A. They're from New York, right? Kid and Clay, or from somewhere back east, maybe Jersey or some shit like that. But I, I keep thinking these movies are centered in L.A. Very sunny all the damn time, hot enough to be at night and shit like that. It looks very L.A.-ish. So that's the only place I can think of where. I'm yeah, you're, museum. no, you're right. I looked. I just looked it up real quick. You know, it's this. This it was filmed in uh, San Fernando Valley. Yeah. But where are they from? That's my question. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, um, yes, there could be a wax museum, and yes, a kid could work at it. But who fucking works at a wax museum? <laughs> Please tweet us right now if you know anyone who works at a wax museum. If you work at a wax museum, let us know. Just saying. I just want to need one person. I'm pretty sure there's only two in the world. Exactly. The one down in uh, <laughs> San Francisco, San Francisco <laughs> and the one in Vegas. <laughs> That's the thing. And it, it, it was cool that it was like... Um, part of the movie because that was a cool scene at the end um yeah but um yeah wax museum uh so so basically the whole the total plot and uh trouble in the movie comes from after wedge the school bully keeps getting his ass whooped by uh by not blade but uh well the goons who uh-huh. think who think fake blade is beating him up mm-hmm so that's messing up like his drug dealing at the school. Because Blade Brown is telling kids to stay off drugs, and that's messing up money. And you're a bad drug dealer if that's your only pipeline to money. That's what I was gonna say. You're a badass drug dealer. You only have like three goons in your squad. Mm-hmm. Tommy, well, Tommy is like clearly not a good drug dealer in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, his, he's not very well dressed. I'm sure he's getting the suits like at at like a Ross. Maybe he was Durant. He was not. He, he that was a nice Jaguar he was driving in. Uh, so no, I, I, he's a successful drug dealer, but like him, like caring that much about losing money from school, like he, there's money coming in somewhere else, man. Who are your other handlers? And there's more than one high school. Maybe we should get this guy transferred. <laughs> you know, that's that, that's a good point. It seems like too much trouble. You don't want to go murdering high school students. That's gonna that's, 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 that's bad for business, my friend. That's gonna mess up the money. Police are gonna come around. And exactly, it's, it's like they give you years if you found doing drugs, like dealings in high school so you kind of tread lightly because that's one thing that's very frowned about drugs in high school especially if it's white kids if one white kid od they're giving you an electric chair twice but um yeah man like I, i'm pretty sure there's dope in the streets man you're you 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 dress like a drug dealer you drive a nice car you got two goons driving around 
So, like, why you care about what Wedge is doing? That money should not hurt you that much. Just get him transferred. Wedge doesn't seem very sharp either. No, Wedge was fucking retarded. And I wouldn't, couldn't have a stupid motherfucker selling my drugs. Exactly. See, that's what, this is why I don't think Tommy is doing that well. He can't, he can't be the head. He's got to be somebody's cousin. Of course, he's never the head. It's always the Italian mob or the U.S. government or, or both. <laughs> or, some, yeah, some combination and of the two. He was quick to kill people for very petty things. He jumped to murder real quick. <laughs> now he's about to kill Wedge for not for not doing anything wrong. He's getting his ass whooped. Maybe you should have your goons watching Wedge's back because obviously it's easy for grown men to be hanging around that campus because the Fruity and Gogo got to. They sure did. And they didn't look like they were up to no good. Fruity might be, you can pass for a big ass twelve grader, but Gogo <laughs> looked like a fucking forty year old man. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But we know we're magic, so we can appear twenty years younger. Yeah. So maybe your girl should be hanging around, but I think Fruity and Gogo might have beat the shit out of Sweets Goons because them niggas look sweet. Anyway, I also liked how they had a lot of windbreakers on. That shit was nineties as fuck. Story progresses along. Uh, they do a rap concert, which which you have to. They're like, uh, how do we write in some rap music again mm-hmm. in this? And eventually, uh, Blade Brown goes for. I mean. Duncan Penner, he was going from not knowing anything about African-American culture to actually spitting a hot a couple hot 16s uh, on stage in front of a bunch of people. And he had some dope ass tutelage. I'm like, he, he's like, I mean, he, 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 he taught him how to dance and rap like in like three hours. Yeah. And there was also choreography, choreographer dance going around. You know what my favorite part about this movie, the soundtrack? This is back when movies Man. actually had soundtracks yeah. Yeah. and had like songs that were hits. From either they were hits prior to being prior in the, in the movie or after the child track and she was like oh but that was when I was like oh man this made my heart spin this made me believe in black love that shit that <laughs> shit was great and uh, every time Blade's car was being driven he had uh, cars ride by in the booming system mm-hmm. playing by LL with the dumps with the dump slap mm-hmm. yeah tremendo slap and um. My fan fiction, Blade Brown, eventually opens up his own mechanic shop because he knew a lot. He tricked out that whole car himself, so I'm very impressed with him. Where the fuck did you learn all that? <laughs> like, no, there's like there's a level of mechanical genius going on there. If he tricked out that whole car himself, he might be a mechanical genius. He he liked school at one time. <laughs> he it just kind of went to show that if if uh, intellect is nurtured, anybody can succeed. Mm-hmm. And. Honestly, he didn't speak. Any, his broken English wasn't terrible. He could read and write. Um, he could put together a whole project. So obviously, Blade was a star student at some point in his life because nobody helped him with that project. He asked for help. He ended up making out with Hillary, and then he just got a good, a good like thumbs up from Duncan, and just told him <laughs> write about what you like. And he does a whole project. So obviously, this fool was a star student at one time in his life, and they didn't give us that. I kind of wish Duncan helped him up a little bit. He didn't help him at all. He was just like, "Go figure it out, motherfucker." I mean, I mean, I mean, Blade helped him a lot. Yeah, he helped him get up his self esteem. He taught him how to dress cool. He taught him how to dance. He taught him. He taught him quite a bit. He got him some tang. Like he like like his his Blades. Duncan's life is going to be better forever for knowing Blade. It is. He got he he helped him graduate high school. He took. He helped him get rid of his virginity. He. He improved his life significantly. I don't, I don't feel. I don't know. He helped I, his parents <laughs> love life out. <laughs> so yeah, he he has a lot to thank for him. Look like, at I, you people taking advantage of us again. Hey man, 
<laughs> All I got is faith in these light skins. In, in quote, fabulous. Summer Shit Eyes 2 is excellent. Oh, yeah, that just came out, right? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was a great movie, again. And then, the 90s as fuck. And then, for some reason, they're just like, let's have a car chase. And then some other stuff happens. And they use uh, payphones, which is 90s as hell. <laughs> and and then they end up in a, in a wax museum and they fight. Mm-hmm. Then they go to the knowledge bowl. Culmination of the film. Oh, and before to that. To die, Mint. <laughs> <laughs> And their girlfriends find out, like, what? That's not really your name. Which I don't feel like anybody would really be pissed off about in real life. Yeah. I mean, if if you can... You'd be pissed, but no, I think they would give it over just as fast as they did in the movie. That was very realistic, how they just got the fuck over it. All yeah. right, whatever. Like, hey, Vic comes over next week, and he's like, you know, Ken, my real name is Tobias. And I'm like, you didn't tell me? <laughs> so you ready to record? Yeah. Like when my some of my good friends that found out my name is last name is not Damone, they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> you you been falsifying these documents? <laughs> never showed them. It was. I'm just saying, never signed my name as it. Uh, Polly Shore was in this movie. I was like, "Holy shit!" So God damn, that's when the big. I'm like, let me get out my trapper keeper. <laughs> <laughs> and the folders with the white athletes on them. The <laughs> And some kids. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And my Velcro. Ooh, shit. Back when it was cool. Some K-Swisses. Just the, 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 uh, wait, oh, it's the starter jackets. Hell yeah. That was my shit. Hmm. And, my yeah. po- and I played Pogs after that. Woo. Fire. So um, Blade gets the question right. Mm-hmm. And, to die, man. And then the final scene, we find out uh, Duncan's dad finds out that his son isn't gay. Those are progressive as parents. Like, I couldn't imagine '90s parents taking thinking their son's gay or getting rammed so well. Like, yeah, they're just like I think that um, he might be gay, and they're kind of okay with it. You know what the coolest part about it was? They're like, that doesn't matter. All that matters is education, and he's doing well in school. So who the fuck cares? Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and it's a '90s movie, so that is kind of progressive. Progressive as fuck. And the dad was dark skinned. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Some more some more commentary right there. Good job. Um Love this movie, man. It it it, it made me feel all good. It's like when I was playing, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just reloop this shit, man? Like, I need a Pandora that made me feel like I want Pandora just like happy nineties. <laughs> just, that's what it's called happy 90s just with, with shit, like with like heavy d and kid and play yeah um so so deaf bass boom <laughs> <laughs> some uncle luke you know it's just happy 90s music no bad 90s no 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 i mean some you can have some good like some rap in there all right but happy rap all right happy rap i like the uh that kid had had a nintendo on the shelf in his room Swag. He had the power pad in there. I'm like, damn, that's that's fly as fuck. I wish I had that in my room right now. Um, his mom, what uh, plays mom? I keep forgetting her name, but she's a great actress. Oh, she is a dope ass character actress. Yeah, and she looked at him and was like, "I'm home. How long are you here for?" <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's that mom that don't come visit you with you because she's been there too much. She's tired of crying. I'm tired, bro. I'm living my life. She told him, the, the judge said I'm responsible for you, so could you do me a favor and stay out of trouble? Loretta Divine. Yeah. 
I feel like she gave that look like a million times in her life. Yeah. <laughs> she that is that is well versed. Uh anything else? No, I think I think that's it. Would I, I would this is a good ass movie. I I still had a good time watching it. No, it was a it's a great fucking movie. It it aged well. Um it's still funny. I watched it. I it's funny. It's nostalgia. It's our nostalgia, you know. Um it got a lot of play over the years though. This movie was one of those movies that was on TV all the time. Exactly. I damn near, I damn near, we damn near didn't need to watch it. It was just like, okay, I'm confirming that I remember this fucking completely. Like, we had to watch uh, House Party again <laughs> to get the full effect of it. But we could have just did this freestyle, this off the dome. <laughs> you should have told me that. You're like, you don't have to watch it. We could just talk about it. Pretty pretty damn much. The only thing I did was, like, learn random ass facts about it. Yeah. I, I, I ended up watching the whole thing because it was a fun movie to watch. You know my man. Give me a hanger out with Fucking throw up. Can I hang with you? Can I roll with you? Dougie Doug was dope in this movie. He was. Like, actually funny. Oh, also that I read that Kid and Player said that when they met for the first time, that it was actually like this. They were. They like, were kid, kid, kid was a fucking nerd, and Play was actually kind of like Blade Brown. I believe it, but I, I think he might be, like, exaggerating, exaggerating how thug he was. Well, that's, well, this is what Kid said. Oh, Kid said that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. Also, I wanted to talk about that dumbass rumor that people briefly thought that... Um, they were lovers? Yeah. Actually, two rumors. Okay. Um, that people thought that uh, Kid was transitioning, but it was actually a picture of Charlie Baltimore. <laughs> no, I, looked it, I looked it up. How's she doing? <laughs> <You know>? okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to answer that question. Oh. <laughs> pretty pretty well. Uh, she's gonna be in the Tupac movie playing herself. Oh yeah, I forgot she. Wait, what? She looks that young to play herself in the Tupac movie? I'm just kidding. Okay. I just wanted to talk about it because we talked about that we don't care earlier. Yeah, it's. I would like to see it. Do- why don't Why don't you care about it? Just real quick. All right. I want to, and then I'll say why I don't care. Tupac movie. Who's doing it? Who's? Um, like which film company? Yeah, is it is it the same people that did Straight Outta Compton? No. Okay, then I don't care. I want it to be. I want this movie to be how they would do a John Denver movie, how they would do an Elvis Presley movie, how they would do a Steven Tyler movie. I want this movie to be take like how they would do James Brown. I I want Chad Chad uh, uh, Chadwick Boseman to play him. No, the dude they got. Like, <laughs> Dude, well, they got looks like him, but I don't. I don't care. You're you're gonna bastard his his memory with the fucking movie unless you take it like this is one of the greatest artists of all time. We really need, and his his life is that fucking interesting to make a two two and a half hour movie. I don't. I don't think they could do it justice. I mean, is we all we on the background from the movie is that uh, John Singleton was attached to direct, but he eventually left because it wasn't. They feel like he wasn't doing justice to the story. Exactly. Um. Like there's a lot to tell, like how he had a background coming from social justice, and then how he became to uh, went on to be one of the most prolific uh, rappers of our time. Mm-hmm. You, it's hard to really focus on both of those things. I don't know if they can really do that. And the thing is, like, a lot of this happened in six years of his life. I would say ninety to ninety six is the the culmination of his whole life. And it's the end. Like, everything happened fucking fast. 
his life in six, like six, just the six years. If you just started at 90 and then digital underground <laughs> to fucking his death was a roller coaster of shit that happened being shot twice. Right. He got shot yeah. two, two times in that period. Fucking going to jail for thing like shit, going to jail, being on digital underground, being in fucking the movie in the background, dancing and shit like that to being in three fucking movies. His life was busy for six years. Like he did more shit in six years than the average person has ever done. He released albums. <laughs> so it's like, that is a fucking four hour movie. The six last six years of his life is a four hour movie. And then you want to, the real interesting part is the shit he told us through music. Yes. His, his, he wasn't raised by his, he was raised by his mother, but his father, the, the dude that raised him wasn't his father. Right. Yeah. And he was an activist. He was a panther. Mom was a panther. And then mom was on drugs. And brother was on drugs. And all this shit that we heard, but we can't we can't put together in the story. Moving from Baltimore to New York to Oakland, meeting Biggie, fucking with funking with Biggie, and all this shit. Like it's so much. Death Row part of his life is just a movie in a itself. Movie in itself. Like with all that being said, I don't. You can't encapsulate that even in two, five five hours. And then you wouldn't want three of the three hours, the three movies. Peter Jackson to direct this shit. <laughs> it, it needs each movie being three and a half hours each. Needs it needs to be a trilogy. Yeah, you're right. It just it it it, it can't it can't work. It, no, and like there's like Tupac is not my favorite all the time. Like Prince is my favorite artist. One of my favorite Prince is my favorite artist of all time. Right, artist, and I mean artist. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But I I think you could tell Prince's movie in a, to a to a I mean I'm not not knocking Prince but I think Prince's story is pretty linear, right? It doesn't go all over the fucking place. I think you can tell a good story about Prince in two hours and thirty minutes. I don't think you can tell that story about fucking because another movie of Pac is his legacy, post Pac. Like they teach classes about this motherfucking poetry. Yeah, like, that's that's true. It's 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 pretty complicated. His uh, haunting predictions about life, like shit, like we the, this year they've been like they, they keep like replaying interviews of what are you saying about the rap game today, about fucking Donald Trump shit today, like he shit he's saying that stuff. The mysterious circumstances behind his death. Uh-huh. How how I saw him the other day. There's 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 just there's so much it boggles my mind. I kind of I'm I'm kind of angry that they even doing this movie. It. it I think this movie would be better as an independent fit if the independent if they weren't putting money like money into it like cause I know they're probably putting money in it trying to trying to rape the culture of him but like as a three part movie before 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 he got famous his rap industry career and then his legacy and just an independent ass film just like actually yeah you're right it, it sh- this movie shouldn't be a blockbuster. I feel like there's going to be explosions and like lots of gunshots in this movie. And <laughs> and if, they would, if they would just tell me that shit, that'd be awesome. <laughs> like, if they, like only person I would allow to bastardize his memory is Michael Bay. I'm like, all right, are you going to make it over the top? He's like, <laughs> you know I am. You know, actually through... I can't deny it. I'm the, a fucking writer. <laughs> the last 15 years of his life, Tupac had a talking robot friend. I don't know if he knew that. Exactly. But... I, I could take that and Michael Bay I was like, oh, this shit's about to be magical. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. And then and then they're really not gonna prove the the, the thing I've been pro- trying to prove for years that Tupac was on an episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> I hope they delve deep into that. Exactly. I wanna see his friendship with Mickey Rourke brought to light. Exactly, gridlock. Before Mickey was that post Oh, uh, that was with uh, Abomination. Because yeah. we as our other theory 
how does Tupac fit into the MCU? That mm. that's how it happens. He was he did movies with icons that icons and shit like that. He's actually a good actor too. Yeah, he was is is because he's still alive. Yeah, and like his fucking like those movies like like okay, Pac became popular, and then let's uh, let's let's talk about all the movies he was in. I can just let me just try to get the ones off the dome. So poetic justice, poetic justice, juice above the rim, above the rim. Big role, big role, big role, big Grid, role. Gridlocked. Gridlocked. Uh, gang related. Man, I fucking love Juice so much. <laughs> I watch it, I watch that movie like twice a year, to be honest. So I just hit five movies in six years. Yeah. So and that's what five, six albums, double albums and shit like that. Countless videos. Uh, don't forget like guest appearances on other people's works. Guest appearance, and then like. I'm pretty sure he didn't get a lot of executive producing credit because I know he was in the the studios whooping people into shape. Hell yeah, he <laughs> was. He stayed in the studio. So, like, this motherfucker was busy. Tupac didn't die getting shot. He didn't recover because he was exhausted. Like, <laughs> they probably were all flesh wounds. He was just like, I am too tired to heal. He put in work. This is the weird Tupac rant. Um, Let's let's uh, end the show. Damn it! Uh, yeah, let's. This is a whole different rant. <laughs> uh, class act was great. Yeah. To to wrap up wrap up this episode. That's what we talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, right after uh, we recorded this, I heard a song where this dude mentions "Unlearn the World," whose uh, music is going to be on the show this week. He made a reference to class act in this song, so it was perfect that it's now going to be on the show. Respect. Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter at All Pods Matter, Twitter at It's Simone, Twitter at Panther5000, and Instagram, and your other your favorite social medias. Tweet us, send us emails if you want us to suggest top fives, allpodcastmatter at gmail.com, and our P.O. Box. See you guys next week. You got anything else for a wrap up? Never wrap up. Never change, my friend. One, two, a one, two, a one, two. Ooh, yeah. go. I'm feeling free and alive like I'm feeling free and alive like the celebrate. Come on. Cause I'm feeling free and alive like uh. Let's get it. Listen, tell them your story, un. Back when my mother had the plastic on the couches in the living room, I was getting New York food for thought, but didn't have a silver spoon. Class had good grades, but I'm still skipping school. I'm the cross between Blade Brown and Duncan Pinder Hughes. Now I talk about it in them interviews, reaching everybody from backpackers to criminals. Scorpio passion mixed with golden era rapping, nomadic blasting while I'm praying in Ramadan fasting. From ghetto cages where the cops are hella racist, nowadays everybody wanna be internet famous. Damn, the game is full of shoulda, coulda, woulda, wannabes that never was or will be. I'm giving y'all the real me. Get me while I'm still cheap, stepping into my greatness. Don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm Miles Davis with these rhyme book pages. Black man in America past the age of 30, I deserve congratulations. I'm made, I'm on top of the world. My life is an 80s movie where the nerd gets the girl, the money and the fame. I'm ready for the pressure. I get on this stage and yell hip hop forever. Tell them. I'm on top of the world, my life is an 80s movie where the nerd gets the girl Got married, broke up, got back together and I'm still on 
this stage Check yelling out. hip hop forever. Baby mama kicked me out my house and I was living in my car uh, Looking through the moon roof, wishing on a star uh, Time heals wounds, but them wounds leave scars So I wear them like a badge of honor from finish to start Here we are, yeah. on the wild run till the rising sun yeah. A couple of women and we just had a lot of fun Now I'm in the mirror asking who the fuck did I become I was my mother's youngest, now I'm definitely my father's son But I'm a father, I got my sons And even kids want their daddy to be number one at something So I crush every single piece of production that has ever come in front of me Still what is running deep Real nigga ex-women still wanna fuck with me Next women wanna have my baby and live comfortably Intern ambition, but I run my own company Scared of who I am, wonder where I'm gonna be Tell them I'm on top of the world My life is an 80s movie where the nerd gets the girl The money and the fame I'm ready for whatever, ready for whatever. I get on this stage and yell hip-hop forever Tell them I'm on top of the world My life is an 80s movie where the nerd gets the girl Got married, broke up, got back together And I'm still on this stage yelling hip-hop forever